Welcome to Head to Heart Podcast. I'm your host, Jenny Markham. This bi-weekly podcast is designed to be a safe space to admit what we truly believe in our hearts. There's a huge difference between having biblical knowledge floating around in our heads and actually believing that it's true. Until God's truth makes its way into our hearts, nothing changes. We'll be doing a mix of solo episodes and interviews with friends who have experienced the freedom that comes when head knowledge becomes heart knowledge. We'll talk about overcoming lies in our relationships, mental health struggles, and the way we see ourselves. The truth will set you free so that you can walk every day in the freedom God desires for you. It's time to let go of those pressures, insecurities, and burdens. That's not yours to carry. Thanks for joining us. Welcome back to Head to Heart Podcast. I'm your host, Jenny Markham. It is my absolute delight to be bringing a brand new guest, but I'm actually very surprised. I'm saying brand new guest because I don't know how I haven't had her on before this very moment. So, Avonlay, why don't you take a moment, introduce yourself, who you are, how long we've been friends, and make sure to make sure to just include a fun fact in there. Okay, yes, my name is Avonlay Ribeiro. I, uh, fun fact is I am half Brazilian. Um, Jenny, how long have we been friends? Okay, here's the thing. With how me long have you been alive? <laughs> how long have we been friends? <laughs> well, I mean, the same question. Yeah, it is. Um, <laughs> um, honestly, I remember a moment, I think it was before we were friends, when we were both in the children's ministry and I had shared my crayons with you. I knew you were going to share the story. You had I already knew you were going to share it. <laughs> and so this is one of the moments I remember most about Jenny, but I think it was pre-friendship because I believe our friendship happened in high school. But anyway, this was elementary school. Jenny had so generously shared her crayons with me and me being a daughter of uh, more hippie parents, uh, I broke the crayons because, you know, in order to have more crayons, they must break so that we can multiply the amount. And Jenny was shocked and horrified. So I always remember that as our core memory, as our friendship. But yeah, when then, you broke my crayons, good times. Yes, breaking the breaking of the crayons yes. initiated and us. Yes, exactly. It did. It broke me. So then, I, <laughs> so exactly. then I took those middle school years to recover, and then in high school, I guess maybe we when just, you were a freshman. Yeah, freshman, probably. Yeah, around that time. Okay, so wow. freshman year. Crazy. Or is that like seven years? Yeah, honestly. Wow. That's pretty much like six or seven. Incredible. Wow. That is insane. <laughs> so what is your, wait, your fun fact was that you're half Brazilian. Yes. So why don't you that share a little bit who you are? Oh, <laughs> you just well, said yes. my fun fact is I'm half Brazilian. <laughs> I was like, oh my goodness, my fun fact. It has to be something cultural. Right. Because people always ask questions like, oh, what are you? And that question alone is just not easy to answer when you're multicultural. So mm-hmm. my father immigrated from Brazil um, and my mother's side of the family uh, generations in, they all immigrated from Europe, um, like Italy and Greece. So have a, a good melting pot over here. Although I only speak one language, I have many countries in me. <laughs> wow. Oh, yeah, you're Greek. I think yes. I've heard this before, <laughs> but I remember learning that you're part Greek. And I was like, no wonder you're so beautiful. <laughs> oh, 
so funny. And I remember you say like Greek don't creak. So oh yeah, Greek don't creak. I got that from my big fat Greek wedding too. Amazing oh movie. Oh my gosh, really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Those are my favorite movies. Uh, they're amazing. I still they quote are. them. Yes, of course. <laughs> okay, Avinlay. I'm just gonna give you the mic. You take it and run with it. What awesome. have you been set free from? Um, yeah, so definitely a big thing that the Lord has set me free from is uh gender confusion and toxic femininity. Um, in my life, I've always kind of been presented with the idea, just to bring it back from the beginning, uh, I grew up with a, a brother and a sister, so I'm the youngest. It's my sister, my brother, and I. And um, my brother and I were super close growing up, but he would always say, oh, I wish I had a brother. I wish I had a brother. And I was like, uh, hello, what about me? Um, <laughs> so he would always say I wish I had a brother, even though I did all the things that a brother would do with him. And I was like, you know what? I'll just be his little brother. I'll be the one so that he doesn't wish that he had another sibling. Because so that, you know, in a way, I kind of wanted to make him happy. But, you know, that's not the healthiest. Um, So in the end, I kind of got this confused image that my value would be I would be more valued if I was a boy or I would be more valued if I had like male traits. As I grew up in ministry and growing up in church, I kind of saw how boys were just more. Uh, esteemed and chosen more like the taller more confident people that people uh, sometimes chose more seem to be boys and I was like oh what's up with that like I like being a girl but why do all the advantages go to guys around me and Mm -hmm. even just going and traveling in ministry uh, and for missions I had to like step down from speaking at certain churches in other countries because I was a girl and because they didn't accept women preachers so a lot of the lies that I were believing was coming from these outside perspectives that my identity would be more valuable if I were a guy and that I would be able to do more things if I had like a different gender. And so I was just in this lie and this confusion. And I was like believing these lies of toxic femininity where I just had to push for what I wanted because I, I was at a disadvantage and I was a girl. So I had to work extra and that isn't always a, uh, not the truth. It's not always uh, the case, but it, it sometimes is the reality. But I believed that I had to cut down other people and that men were uh, against me and that they didn't believe in me and that, you know, they were all misogynistic. So mm-hmm. a lot of lies that I had held on to from my earlier years, believing that my life would be more valued as a boy. And so in that the Lord approached me when I was at church and uh, I was actually at a service where Lou Engle came and, and spoke. He's this really awesome. I really just like to call him a prayer warrior because that's what he is. He just travels a lo- really all over the nation and he's just contending for freedom in America. And he came and he was speaking at, a, an, at the altar call ministry and he was talking to the women in the room and he said, there's a calling over the women for you to do things that others wouldn't be able to do. And he quoted this scene from Lord of the Rings. Honestly, I can be fully transparent and say that I haven't seen all of the Lord of the Rings yet, but the, <laughs> the, the scene that he quoted, I literally saw in my mind when I was at that altar, I saw it, what he described to be this monster coming in and fighting all of the elves and all of these people and uh, this other uh, soldier that was on the good side came up to him and, like, was trying to fight him. 
And he said, how dare you try to fight me? I'm so-and-so. He said this long name. And he's like, no man can fight me. And took off the helmet and long hair came out of the helmet and it revealed that she was a girl. And she's like, well, I'm no man. And she took down this horrible beast that was bringing terror to the whole village and everything. In that one movie scene that <laughs> Blue Engel had quoted, I had this whole revelation from God. And the Lord showed me how he wanted to use women to restore what had been broken and to take down the enemy and and renew like lies that had been planted in our generation. And so ever since then, I've just been praying for my generation and, and contending for freedom that they won't believe that their gender is the wrong one or they won't believe that what they've been given is the wrong identity or even that they're at a disadvantage because of what the Lord has given them. And the Lord just showed me how the enemy won't expect the one he was able to trick in the garden and deceive in the garden to be the one to be able to bring back justice. And I just think it's beautiful how in the garden we see the foresight of the serpent will strike his heel and her seed will strike his head. And it's talking about how Jesus will come back and, and, eventually bring us the victory and I just think it's beautiful that that came from the generation of Eve and from her line and it's how her seed eventually bringing back the redemption so all to say is the Lord set me free from thinking that my disadvantage would ever be my gender or my disadvantage would ever be something the Lord has given me but more so it is my advantage to come and use that for the glory of God and use that and to bring his victory and and to use that as a tool in the kingdom so yeah, praise God for that. Wow. Yes. Okay, first of all, thank you for being completely honest and transparent about not seeing all three Lord of the Rings films. <laughs> yes. We appreciate definitely. your honesty. <laughs> and I know exactly the scene you're talking about. And you I always do? thought okay. that was super powerful. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> wow. That's amazing. So, first of all, I thought it was very impressive that you said the word femininity um, like two times and didn't mess <laughs> up. <laughs> It's tricky. That's it's really so tricky. Hard. And then also you said toxic feminism. So mm-hmm. would you just define for us what toxic feminism is and then why would that be damaging to us? Yeah, so I think we can see in our society uh, what's usually commonplace called feminism might be gearing towards more of a toxic trait. Uh what I would define toxic feminism as is to be something that's overbearing, something that's overruling, and that's some and something that needs to put others down. In a lot of the cases, it's put men down in order for them to be valued, in order for them to be heard, in order for them to be seen in any way. A lot of the toxic feminism that I see in our society is those that overbear and try to overrule and get the advantage over the other gender and that's just not biblical and it's not right and Mm -hmm. and it unfortunately won't get the result that they're looking for what would the difference be between toxic feminism and feminism i think a clear example we can see in the bible is actually the example between deborah who is in uh the old testament and in judges and then jezebel and those clear indications are, are very, they're very different. Two women who are in leadership, two women who are in po- uh, places of authority, but who go about it in several different ways. Um, Deborah 
leads in humility. She leads in respect and honor. And when the other man who comes up to her and he's like, hey, I really need your help. Like stuff is going to happen. She's like, okay, I'll help you. But everyone will know that a woman won this battle. And it's true. In the end, she was not only a wise woman, but she also was a prophet because uh, Jael ended up being a woman who stuck the enemy in the head with the tent peg and ended the whole thing. So, mm-hmm. yes, we see that Deborah doesn't isn't condescending to the person who is a male and who is coming to her and kind of being a little irresponsible and a little irrational and he's he's not being able to step up to the plate himself but she's like hey this is what's up this is what's going to happen I'll do it I'll help and she does the job she does it well but we see when we see Jezebel we see someone who's manipulative we see someone who's controlling we see someone who's threatening in order to keep her position of power the way she wields her power is very horrible we see two women who are both in leadership one in pride and one in humility and i think the key component to fighting against toxic femininity is humility and the lord says and the bible says to humble yourself and it's our own choice and our own duty to do that or else it can wield over to something that's toxic to something that's overbearing and to something that's trying to be controlling yeah wow that's really good and i feel like in your story and in many women's stories of feeling like I'm already at a disadvantage because I'm a woman. So therefore Mm -hmm. I need to overbear and manipulate and have to force my way into the room because no one's going to listen to me Yeah, is completely different than surrendering. Like, Lord, you see me as your daughter and you know, the doors I need to walk through. So I'm going to trust you to open those for me. Exactly. And that isn't an easy position to take. And a lot of the lies we can believe is that that is a weak position to take. But I think it takes more strength to say no, as no from to, to give your own no so that the Lord can give a yes. Because if you trust in him to open the door, then it'll be a door that will stay open rather than something you're trying to bang down yourself and open and wiggle the door handle just right, you know? So I believe <laughs> yeah. that it's just like, something that's super powerful but it's super meek and it takes a lot of strength probably to say hey I'm going to take a step back so that I can have a a real step forward instead of a fabricated step forward yeah and I feel like it's just taking the bible at its word of like blessed are the the meek for they will inherit the earth and That applies to men, too. Like, the Beatitudes are not just for women, but every person is called to be meek and humble and call on the name of the Lord. Yeah, exactly. And I feel like this next question I'm going to ask you is, like, the million-dollar one. (laughs) (laughs) But is feminism biblical? I have so many thoughts. So why don't you just take it away? (laughs) Um, I think it is. I do think it is biblical from a godly standpoint. It's not something we've maybe defined today in our own cultures, but I think that the Lord, oh, this is a a bold statement, but I think that Jesus is a feminist in the way that he, he applauds women. He believes in their voice. He believes in their stance in the kingdom of God. The Lord has leveled out the playing field so that everyone has an equal opportunity and a chance. 
in the kingdom of God. And I think it's a beautiful thing because we see it clearly in the New Testament. And unfortunately, a lot of people want to contradict that. But we see it very clearly with uh, apostolic leaders rising up in the New Testament. We have Phoebe, Priscilla, Junia, oh, so many people that are mentioned in the New Testament just in a, a couple of verses. But we know that they are key components to the early New Testament church, that they are helping build the body of Christ. And because after the cross and after the Holy Spirit and the day of Pentecost, the Lord leveled out the ability for others to be able to minister and for everyone to be able to come freely into the kingdom of God and and do the work of the of the Lord. So I just think it's a beautiful thing how the Lord clearly platforms and champions women in the Bible. And if you're listening and you're a woman who has been unsure about her call and the passions the Lord has put on her heart, or if people have doubted you or discouraged you um, by maybe misconstruing the text, just know that the Lord loves you and he believes in your voice and he champions you. And you don't have to knock down walls and bang on doors yourself, but he will open every door for you. And he believes in what he has placed into your heart. And he's put that in your heart for a reason. And he's going to use you in that. So amen. (laughs) Amen. Yes. (laughs) No, it's really good. And I think that there are like two different images that kind of pop into my mind when I hear the word feminism. Yeah. One of them is simply just what the word means, which is that men and women will be treated equal. Like that's one. And then the other picture is like a bonfire where women are burning their bras and screaming (laughs) free the nipple and they're (laughs) protesting for abortion rights. And Mm. I picture that picture on the other end of it. And so if you just want to take the word for what it is, you do see that all over scripture. Exactly. If you want to take what our culture says it is, then I feel like that's going on the end of toxic feminism. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think what happens when we take things like in anything really that could be we could take the root original definition and then look it through the biblical perspective and it's always going to be a good idea. And then we we could take that root definition of the word and see it through our cultural or our own fleshly perspective and it's going to go south real quick. And I think yeah. that's what we've seen sadly in today's culture of women trying to trying to build a voice for themselves but doing it all wrong unfortunately Mm -hmm. yeah it actually breaks my heart really a a whole lot seeing looking around and seeing the culture of today and and what I used to believe and what I used to fight for and it was just heartbreaking because these women so desperately want to be seen and so desperately want to be heard but they're going through it through going about it all the wrong ways unfortunately Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah, I mean it never works out for anyone male or female to try to build a name for themselves because we are not called to build a name so that we are heard but so that the Lord is heard so that people listen to him so that we point our lives back to him hey amen hey Amen. You know, I knew this would be a fun podcast with you because you're always so animated. <laughs> hey. <laughs> okay. So, how has your view of women been shaped by the Lord as time has gone on now? 
I've certainly saw women as weaker, including myself, <laughs> weaker, you know, less valued, less like with more with less opportunities and and honestly should be given less opportunities my perspective was really skewed because now that the lord has restored my actual perspective i was never a feminist in the beginning because i still devalued women and i still didn't see us to be equal at all even with my feminist belief quote unquote but now that the Lord has restored it, I really see men and women as equal. And like, there's no reason for one to be another, be the other. And there's no reason for one to try to overcome or overwhelm the other. It's just, wow. I'm just have, sorry. I'm having a whole realization. <laughs> the contrast of before and after is so very drastic. Mm-hmm. Praise God. Yeah. It's like, if we truly believe what the Lord has said about women, has said about people, and that we have intrinsic value, then we will not feel a need to try to gain ground ourselves or try to um, make a name for ourselves or prove that we're right because we know we have an advocate with the Father who will do that for us. Yeah. Amen. Do you ever feel like you want to get organized but just don't have the time to? Maybe the planners you bought in the past have been helpful for just a little bit, but then you lose it or completely forget it exists? Let me tell you about Life in Order. Life in Order is a business that makes 100% customized bullet journals to help set you up to thrive in your goals, homework, relationships, and personal growth. They have paper and digital bullet journals, so if paper is not your thing, you can use it on your computer or tablet. There's also so many adorable stickers and notepads to choose from so you can decorate your workspace and keep it tidy. My bullet journal was a game changer for me, and since I customized it, it was already set up for what I personally needed. So if you're ready to get your life in order, you can find their products today on lifeinordershop.com and use the code JENNY15, that's jenny one five to get 15% off your purchase. So what are you waiting for? Go ahead and order a product today. Avonlay, in your discovery of this and being set free from toxic feminism, would you recommend any resources to listeners who also want to learn more about this? One author that I would recommend uh who writes really good books not only just about gender but just about seeing things rightly through a biblical perspective is Jackie Hill Perry she brings back a sound mind into the table she brings back the topic of holiness and how it is the main thing that matters and the most important thing that we could be focused on and another uh resource that I would recommend that I found recently is called the Junia Project it's and it's really great about Uh, breaking down a lot of those uh, biblical texts and chapters and verses in the Bible that maybe churches you've heard in the past use against women in uh, from preaching the gospel and against women from being in ministry. And it kind of just brings a different perspective and a, a cultural context, which is vital to reading the scriptures. And it's really informative. So I would recommend that. And that's Junia. J-U-N-I-A. 
project. I love that name, Junia. <laughs> no one so names cute. their daughter that anymore. Um, <laughs> and then I would love to hear just any final encouragements you would give to listeners. I would love to hear specific encouragement to men listening and then to women listening. Yes. So I just want to say to the men listening, I honor you and I champion you. There's been so many men in my life that are the reason that I came to this conclusion of my own freedom from seeing my own value in my own gender because of the men in my life who believed in me, empowered me, platformed me. And I just want to encourage to the, uh, give encouragement to the men who are listening now. Like there are women in your life where you can see things in them, you know, their ability. And I want you to, I want to encourage you to encourage them. Sometimes all we need is a little boost. And sometimes all we need is a friend and a good word of encouragement. And I know that we are brothers and sisters in Christ to be able to help and edify the body. And I know that the Lord can use you highly, not only in in the ministry, but also in helping others find their place in the kingdom of God and in his ministry. So I just want to give that encouragement to those who see young women in their life and just, you know, believe in them. And to the women who are listening, I think I mentioned this earlier, but I just want you to focus on the Lord, focus on what he's told you, what he's planted in your heart and know that those dreams are not in vain, that those visions that he's given you are not in vain, that he wants to use you, that you are a vessel that he's excited to put into his kingdom to use as a tool. And I just want you to know that he believes in you, that he believes in your voice and that he has plans that will greatly involve you and you'll be able to see great things because of your yes. But the greatest yes we can give is a yes to Jesus, not a yes to an opportunity, not a yes to trying to get something better or trying to get an advantage in a certain way. But the greatest yes that we can ever give is a yes to Jesus. Mm -hmm. So I just want to encourage you that sometimes it may be a no from ourselves, but we can trust that there will be a yes from Jesus later on. Mm hmm. That's really good. I also feel like for any women listening, that it can be tempting for if a church or a ministry or a person has told a woman like, you can't do this or can't do that, or God views you as less or society views you as less or has, you know, taken opportunities away from you. Anything like that has treated you unfairly in some way. It can be so tempting to be like, I need to prove myself. I need to um, show them what the truth is by me rising above and all this stuff. But the most honorable and most um, God-given response is forgiveness. And it's going to free you from the need to prove yourself. And I feel like even what we were talking about earlier in humility, forgiveness is the ultimate form of humility because we're saying God is their judge and I am not that judge oh my gosh thank (laughs) god I'm not that judge okay I just want to thank you so much for being the guest today and I just I'll say it again I just literally can't believe 
I've waited this long to have you on. (laughs) And everyone listening, I just want to say that Avonlea almost escaped this topic because because she said she wanted to talk about this topic and then almost backed out. (laughs) But I'm very glad you didn't. (laughs) Me too. Look at the Lord. I know. He's so good. Thank you so much for being the guest today. Of course. Thank you so much for having me. I love your show. So it's an honor to be on here. Oh, thank you. (laughs) Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Head to Heart Podcast. It's a joy to record them and a joy to have you listen. I love hearing from you. So if any part of this episode was helpful, go ahead, share it on your Instagram story and tag us. The handle is head to heart underscore podcast. And if you would be so kind, leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or our website. It helps out the show so much when you do. We'll be releasing episodes to you every other Friday, so stay tuned and thanks for joining us.